pray, Lord, you help us to, by your Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see and recognize the many ways you have been abundantly good. And I pray, Lord, that those things, as we recognize who you are and what you've done, that, that we would react appropriately. We pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. So, I've kind of been picking through the Psalms as, as we go along here, reading them and, and trusting the Lord to lay on my heart which ones to do. And Psalm 67 just kind of stuck out to me. Many of the Psalms that we read have a distinctly Old Testament, Israel and the law kind of orientation to them. And this one just, just kind of struck me with its messianic and, and ecclesial kind of simplicity. It almost feels like this psalm was written in the New Testament. It almost feels like it was written for the church age as it looks to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. Think about something for a minute. What has God blessed you with? How has God blessed you? Have there been physical blessings in your life? Are there spiritual blessings? When it comes to blessings, what do we tend to do when we receive more than what we need? What do we do when we're so blessed that we, we have more than what we need? What, what happens when a cup filled with more than it can hold? Oops. Right. What happens? It overflows. It spills out, right? And it spills out onto whatever might have been around it, right? That's pretty nifty. It's funny how everything around it got wet. Whatever's in the cup, whatever's being poured into that cup, spills out onto everything that is located near that cup, isn't it? If we were to receive physical, abundant physical blessing in our lives, I mean, when we get more than we can use, more than we need, we tend to give it away, don't we? If somebody gave you ten televisions... You might put one in the living room, you put one in your bedroom, put one in the spare room, put one in the garage even, right? But once you run out of rooms to put them in, you'd probably find somebody who doesn't have a TV and say, there you go, I got plenty of TVs, I'll give you one, right? You don't have any. That's what we do when we are abundantly blessed. What, what if you were a finite cup and you couldn't hold it all, you're limited, right? What if you were a finite cup and God blessed you? Not just a little, but eternally and infinitely. With so much more, such a great blessing in your life that you can't possibly hold it all. What is it that happens? Go ahead and open up your Bibles if you haven't already to Psalm 67. Let's stand up for the reading of God's word. Psalm 67, it says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. 
Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. The reading of God's word. Go ahead and be seated. Verse 1 says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. It is good to pray for and to look for the blessing of God in our lives. And it is good, it is all right to desire an abundance of it, more of it. It is good to recognize God's grace and his hand at work in our lives, to desire him, to draw near to us that we might know him more and more and more. How can you get enough of understanding of an eternal, infinite God, right? How can we in our finiteness fully comprehend him today? We aren't finished yet, right? How has God blessed us? Physically. Do we have finances, maybe? Home? Food? In what ways has your life been physically blessed by God? If you don't make a list right now in your head or or on a piece of paper, when you go home tonight, make a list of how you have been blessed by God physically in this world. And we all have, as, as much as the hardships might mount up, God has blessed us. What about spiritual blessings? The first thing that comes to mind, probably to all of our minds, is salvation, Jesus Christ, right? And it should. While we didn't deserve or desire even life, worse, while we were his enemies, Christ died for us, right? And he didn't just die, he went to a cross. Even death on a cross, according to God's word. He was pierced and nailed there by those for whom he was dying. What did the psalmist say here? Be gracious. May God be gracious to us. This is grace. It is undeserved blessing. It is unwarranted gifts. And according to Ephesians chapter 1, in him, Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. May God be gracious to us, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Our our whole salvation is by grace. May God be gracious to us. Our whole salvation is the unmerited favor of God in our lives. We've been blessed with a lavish grace that that washes away all of our sin. I love that Paul uses that word, lavish. 
Isn't that a great word? It implies an unrestrained, unmitigated extravagance. We don't often think of the Christian life as extravagant, do we? And yet God has poured out upon us this extravagant grace. Our cup was not designed to hold all the grace that has been poured into it. The infinite, eternal debt that has been removed from us, that has been taken for us, paid for by Jesus Christ. His Word, all the knowledge and understanding of Almighty God, uh, uh, the Almighty God of all creation, that has been revealed to us in His Word, that we should know more about Him. The church body, All the support and encouragement that we receive from a family that's been knit together by the blood of Jesus Christ. All of these things. Our our cup was not designed to hold all the lavish grace of God that has been poured out for us. God, God has richly blessed us in such a way for a reason. You see, it's, it's good to want and to pray for abundant blessing because God has poured out His grace upon us so unsparingly for a purpose, to a certain end. Not that we would keep it all hidden away for ourselves, but according to verse 2, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all the nations. Our psalmist says, may God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine upon us for a reason, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all the nations. We have been blessed with a lavish grace that washes away all of our sin, so there'd be some kind of reaction that that we would forgive as we have been forgiven that we would make him known as he has caused us to know him we've been blessed for this kind of cause and effect purpose we've been given grace abundant grace in order that grace would spill out of us onto everyone around us matthew chapter 5 verses 14 to 16 i don't have a slide for this one Matthew five fourteen to 16 reminds us, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Sometimes I think we spend a lot of time trying to get all the blessing back into our own cup. When God has given us an entirely other purpose. When the blessings that we've been given were given to us, they were made to be shared. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You will receive power. Here we have this cause and effect. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the effect, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You'll receive power for a reason. You'll be blessed for a purpose. Matthew 
Chapter 28, 19 to 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 2 Corinthians, verses 14 to 15 and 18 to 20. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all. Here's the purpose. That those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Through us. His church body, God wants the gospel to reach the entire earth. He's ordained that we should be the conduits of his grace, that people should taste and see who he is through us, his church present on this earth, representing him as his ambassadors. That's why a nation sends an ambassador to another country, right? That ambassador represents that entire national government in another place. That's us. We represent our Savior our Father in heaven, as we are the conduits of his grace to a fallen world, as it spills out of us onto everyone who encounters us. It, it is our sovereign Lord's plan that we make his saving power known to our community, our state, our nation, everywhere. So let's pray. Pray for uh, abundant finances. Pray for understanding and discernment. Let's, let's pray for gifts and abilities and, and words to say at the right moment. Let's pray for opportunities to share the gospel and the eyes to see those opportunities when they come our way. Not so that we can hide it under a basket or keep it for ourselves. Let's pray for all these things so that we can be tools tools in the Lord's hands, tools that enter into his story, his salvation story, and share so that others can rejoice as we do in the love, grace, and mercy of God, that rich and lavish grace in the eternal life of our Savior, just as we have. Because God does judge with equity. Verses 3 to 5. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. It struck me as a funny verse. How is it that people can rejoice when we know that God judges with equity. 
How can people have joy in their hearts when we know that God judges with equity? I mean, the fact that he judges rightly and will punish accordingly, shouldn't that strike fear in everybody's hearts? Shouldn't that be such an awesome idea that we, we shrink before God? Because everybody has sin before God, don't we? We are all dressed in our own filth as we stand before his perfect purity and holiness. I think there's something we need to remember as those who have been saved by grace. Something that we quickly forget in our comfortable, saved lives. Apart from salvation in Jesus, there will be no singing for joy or gladness among the nations. God judges with equity. So how how is this verse supposed to ring true? How does this work? Only those who are dressed in Christ's righteousness, a righteousness not our own, as Paul calls it, only they will rejoice. How are the nations supposed to be glad and praise him? Have you ever seen those animal commercials? The ones where they get the video of those poor dogs and cats and they're in in the cages and they're left outside alone in the rain and they're starving. Aren't those awful? They've got sores all over them and mange and it pulls at your heart, doesn't it? If you have any heart at all in there. Maybe not the cats, but the dogs. Definitely the dogs. When the commercial comes on, you you almost have to change the channel or fast forward because it's too hard to watch, right? That's a picture of the world around us. Do do we have any of that same angst that we feel for these dogs and cats? Do we have any of that for the people around us that are in that same condition and don't even realize it? Here they are caged by their own sin, spiritually starved and dying. We long to see those animals rejoice in health and welfare, don't we? But do we have that same longing for those who are created in the image of God? Those who we would be, but for the grace of God. Can you imagine what it'll be like one day for those at the judgment, because God judges with equity, who are not found in Christ, who have not received his forgiveness? God judges with equity, and and they still hold in their hands an eternal debt of infinite weight. Only those found in Christ will rejoice. We will praise God with joy as we will look at what we deserve and yet know that we've been set free. That will be a matter of joy. And, and maybe you don't, aren't, aren't one to jump up and down right now or dance right now. But man, I tell you what, you're going to be dancing. It's going to be fantastic. A joy we've never known before until we really fully encounter what it means. We have been set free. Verse 6, the earth has yielded, yielded its increase. God, our God shall bless us. We shall be blessed as we've been blessed in Jesus Christ. God, God reminds us, I, 
I, I have richly blessed you and have lavished my grace upon you. You have been released and forgiven of an infinite eternal debt. Verses 6 and 7, the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. These words, these last two verses, it's a declaration, isn't it? The first five verses of this psalm were speaking to God and, and now recognizing what God has done and the blessings of God in, their, in his life. The psalmist shouts to everyone around him. Look what God has done for his people. Look what God has done for us, what he will do for us, and you can be blessed by him as well. Do people see the blessings of God in our lives? Do we declare to the world, to everybody around us, look at what God has done? Are we letting the blessings spill out from our lives and on to everybody around us? Or, or do I only hold out the trials for people to see? Do people only see the same life they have when they look at me? Do they see the same lostness? Do they see uh, the same woe as me that they feel? Do they see in me the same, I don't know where this life is going, that they have? What do they see in the church? What do they see in Christians? What do they see in you and I? Do I know Christ but have no joy or peace? No spiritual blessing to share? Quite frankly, that's impossible, right? If we, if we know Christ, we have an infinite eternal blessing to share, don't we? Whatever this world throws at us, my citizenship doesn't belong here. Or, or maybe my relationship with God, it's a personal thing. It's private. Again, not possible God designed our relationship with him to be uncontainable. As uncontainable as he is. Are, are we calling out to the world around us like our psalmist does? Look. Look at what God has done and what he will do. Fear him along with me. Letting them see and share in the blessings that we've been given we need to be those who go and, and share with others in the abundance and, and let the blessings of God overflow from our cups. Support missionaries. Be a missionary. Evangelism, that work of, of, of a missionary, isn't just for certain people in other countries, not for me, not for this place, not for here. No, America is becoming less and less a Christian nation, and more and more of the world is pouring into our own community. We've been given a prime mission field. Anybody here not have a non-believer in their life? Raise your hand if everybody you know is a Christian. And you've been given a mission field. There's somebody in your soil, in your sphere of influence lives, who doesn't know Christ. Let them see the blessings. Let them know. Let them rejoice. Let the nations praise God with gladness and joy. We've been given an opportunity to help others to fear God for all the right reasons before they are made to fear him. For all the right, in all the right ways. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess.
Let's be those who take joy out to the world, joy into our soil and share the gospel. It it was God's plan all along, Old Testament, New Testament, that his people should be witnesses for the salvation of, of the world to the ends of the earth, witnesses of who he is and what he's done, that all the nations would rejoice and praise his name together. Let's pray. Lord God, we praise you for all you've done for us, all you've given us, the things seen and the things unseen. Lord, I'm so certain there are many, many ways that your Spirit has interceded for me in prayer for all of us. When we only know the frustration, when we don't know what to say any longer, we praise you for that blessing. We, we praise you for the blessings you've given us and the ways you've saved us that we don't even know that you've done these things, the the things you've arranged in our lives that we would not be taken from this earth too soon, but you live the days you've given us to live. Lord, help us to use each of those days that the world around us would see the blessings that you've poured out upon us. Lord, I pray that they would see the infinite eternal blessing of Jesus Christ in us, that they would see Christ in in the way we say things, in the places we go, the way we do our work, the way we steward everything that you've given to us. Lord, I pray for abundant blessings upon each of us, not that we would be rich in and of ourselves, but that we would be rich in sharing those blessings with those around us, that they too might come to know who you are. Open our eyes and use us by your Spirit to be those who share your word, who share the gospel. Pray, Lord, that we would be a people, the most joyful people on this earth. That others would see it and say, I need that. I want that. And we would talk to them about Jesus. We pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.